0: My guest today, Jeff Gussie Gustafson, and he is thrilled to be back north fishing at home.
1: Doing doing a little bit of walleye fishing and then, you know, quite a bit of bass fishing as well. Fishing's been really good. Uh, the walleye, you know, we had a pretty late ice out up here, so they're just sort of wrapping up spawning here now in the past week or so, and fishing's been, like, okay. Um, it'll It's going to just get better here as things warm up. Um but I've been catching them shallow, mostly just pitching jigs and live bait or jigs and plastic.
0: Gussie's on the way. i got my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a
2: man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass.
0: And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my four-stroke right in the back. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. And when I'm fishing, ball butt in country.
1: This is Vision Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Well, he's a busy man, so we don't get to talk to him as much as we might like, but thank goodness we're able to talk to him today. Welcome back to the show, Jeff Gussie Gustafson. How's it going? Hey, it's going good up here. How you doing?
1: I'm I'm good. I'm uh I you know, I've spent half the year in the southern US, so I'm I'm back up at home now at Lake of the Woods for a few weeks and and happy to be here. Winter's over finally. 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 But, uh we're out in the boat, and fishing's been really good.
0: We're going to get into that in a little bit, but I uh, do want to note that you've been on uh, the pro bass circuit now for a number of years, FLW before, but this year you made the jump into the Bassmaster Elite. How has the first year in Bassmaster's gone for you?
1: Oh, it's been really good. It's been fun. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, did six or seven years on the FLW Tour, and this year we we're fishing the Bassmaster Elite Series. So similar format, similar... Um, you know, types of events, uh, but the Bassmaster thing—a little bit bigger stage as far as um, you know the coverage and the 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 media output and all that. Um, the, a couple of differences: there's only 75 anglers, so it's a much smaller field. I think last year on the FLW Tour, we had 180 anglers, so that's a lot more pleasurable for being on some of these lakes. Um, just you know, not as much pressure uh and uh, but it's it's very competitive i've had a sort of a mediocre year and i've had two really good tournaments um two bad ones and then one that I, well, I was actually leading the first day at lake lanier in georgia probably my favorite lake down south and somehow on the second day i managed to catch only two bass, so i mm. fell to like 48 so that wasn't a good good event but the big goal for fishing on the Elite Series is to make the Bassmaster Classic. That's kinda like our Super Bowl tournament in our sport. And uh, so you get points where you finish in each event. And I'm actually in thirty fifth place in points right now and the top forty make the classic. So we still have like five events left. Um, so there's lots of fishing, but we're you know, we're sorta we're going to Lake Gunnersville in Alabama in a couple weeks and then after that we're sort of moving north, which is you know, gonna be probably better for me. And uh, so, yeah, got to have a little bit of, of consistency through the rest of the season here, and I'll be be fishing in the Classic next March, which is, you yeah. know, be a dream come true.
0: So let me try to lay this out for people, uh, and I'll use a hockey analogy since you're an Ontario guy. Yep. Um, is is FLW like the AHL and Bassmaster Elite like the NHL? Uh, no, I wouldn't say there's that much difference. Okay. Um, it,
1: the FLW Tour... I have nothing, you know. That my experience with them has been great. The payouts are just as good, um, if not a little bit higher, um, on the two FLW tour. Uh, but but the the exposure is not quite as big, and just the prestige is not quite the same. If okay. that makes sense. But but as far as the competition, I mean, it, it's it's stacked in both both circuits and. Uh, it's it's not that much different. The, the 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 other thing that makes it a little more prestigious is that the elite series has a pretty rigorous test qualifying sort of procedure. So like, you can't just sort of show up and pay your money and fish. You gotta you gotta qualify. And um, I kind of got lucky. There was there was several of us from FLW that got. Um, there was a new bucket that started this year called Major League Fishing, and so. Several of the you know, Bassmaster regular guys uh, moved over to fish that. So there was there was about ten of us from that actually invited to fish the Elite Series this year, and I was fortunate that I was one of them. So that's kind of how I how I got in there. But uh, but
0: it's it, both are
1: very competitive, and, and you know I wouldn't say it's it's that that much different.
0: Though. Okay. Um, So you obviously spent a good chunk of your life on Lake of the Woods and and Ontario lakes, and now as a pro bass angler, as you noted, you spent a lot of time down south. What's the biggest difference in fishing those southern lakes than the lakes you grew up on?
1: Well, up north, all of our lakes are natural for the most part, you know, in Minnesota and in Ontario. you go down south, and uh, in Florida, the lakes are natural, but other than that, most of the lakes are man-made reservoirs. Oh. And so um they have more they all have dams on them so they can all have current which impacts the fishing and uh you know a lot of them have like standing timber still in them stumps uh which can create fish habitat but they also create navigational hazards um and then the, a lot of the lakes down there have a lot of shad in them, and that's the predominant forage. We don't really have shad up north. So that's been one thing where I, that I had to you know, learn a little bit about, how these shad sort of do their business and how they influence the fishing. And you know, other than that, though, a bass is a bass. You know, they're still going to relate to some sort of structure or, or cover in the water, and uh, you know, the, the basic principles will sort of apply everywhere.
0: Okay, what about your uh, numbers? Uh, are we as healthy bass-wise up here as they are down there? Our
1: fishing, our fishing up here is a lot more fun for the most part than it is down there. Just as far as like the numbers of quality fish, um, you know, we don't really get the opportunity to catch an eight to ten pound bass um, when we go fishing up north uh, like that you do in maybe Alabama or Florida or Texas, you can catch really big fish, but you know, it's, it's pretty normal for us to be able to go out in a day and catch 50 or 70 bass. And you, you know, that's pretty tough to do that on those lakes down. South. Okay. So, you know, you ask any, anybody that, that does what I'm doing. And a, and a lot of these Southern guys, they love to come up North and fish in the summer because they catch so many fish. Our weather's so much nicer. And, uh, it's just a fun, fun experience. You know, the lakes are beautiful. So we're pretty lucky. I mean, we pay for it during the winter, but um, but I always tell everyone, like, you couldn't pay me to live anywhere else in the summertime. I love it. I love it up north, and, and you know, the fishing is a, is a big reason why.
0: And you have been home to fish Lake of the Woods for a few weeks, so let's talk a little bit about that. How has the bite been?
1: Yeah, I've been... I've been doing a little bit of guiding and then fishing, doing, doing a little bit of walleye fishing, and then, you know, quite a bit of bass fishing as well. Fishing's been really good. Uh, the walleye, you know, we had a pretty late ice out up here, so they're just sort of wrapping up spawning here now in the past week or so, and fishing's been, like, okay. Um, it'll, it's going to just get better here as things warm up, um, but I've been catching them shallow, mostly just pitching jigs and live bait or jigs and plastic. Um, and the bass, they they are usually like pretty ferocious. As soon as the ice goes out, um, they don't eat a lot during the winter. So when that ice goes out, they're in the they're in the mood to to eat, and they're going to spawn. They're going to just. I actually saw a couple bass starting to make nests yesterday. So their spawn, you know, is going to be happening now over the next few weeks. And uh, and then you know, it, all of us that love to bass fish, the summer is the best because the weeds grow up and we can. You know, start fishing a little bit more of the heavy cover and fishing with frogs and just some of that fun stuff that, uh, that that's, you know, right. we live for. It's a short season, but it's fun fishing.
0: What should we be using now if we want to go catch some bass?
1: Right now, I would probably, if I was going to tie on three baits, I would have a stickworm type of Sanko bait. You know, Northland makes a dipstick. I use green pumpkin, works everywhere. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I'd probably have a chatterbait, a half ounce chatterbait. Um that's kind of replaced the spinnerbait for me a little bit in the last few years and probably, you know, been my bait of the year I would say last year. Uh, and then you know, so you, you got kind of a search bait there and you've got a flow bait and then I would probably have like some sort of Texas rigged um, beaver-style bait that you can flip around to docks and and trees and anything, any kind of cover that's in the water. That's where the bass are going to want to spawn is around, you know, any kind of cover they can find, reeds. Uh, But keep your eyes peeled, you know, as the weeds start to pop up, uh, that's where the bass are going to go in the next few weeks.
0: More with Jeff Gustafson on the way. Fishing.
2: The only sport with more logos than NASCAR. You're listening to Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Fishin' Paul Bunyan Country, where fishing is more important than pretty much everything. Hey, it is always a great day when we get to talk to Jeff Gussie Gustafson, certainly one of the best bass anglers in the nation. How about we correct that? One of the best bass anglers in North America. And he's a great walleye angler, too. But, of course, right now, we're talking bass. You you mentioned, you know, as it warms up is when it really gets hot. I mean, is there a calendar time we can kind of circle and say, okay, we really need to be doing bass fishing right now? Well, if
1: you get a nice day, I mean, the one thing this time of year, the water's still kind of cool. When you get a nice day, I mean, it's beautiful out today. And if you get a nice day, the sun's out, the wind's pretty light, you want to go bass fishing. I mean, it just as the water warms, the afternoons are the best, and they 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 know that warm water's coming. It just I think, puts them in a good mood, and fishing is usually going to be really good, however you want to, you know, however you want to fish. But generally shallow and, uh, you know. But, yeah, right now, you get a nice day for the next, over the next month, the bass fishing's going to be phenomenal, guaranteed.
0: You've also been out uh, doing a little walleye fishing. What are you finding? Well,
1: right now they're kind of scattered. I, actually, I fished walleyes all day yesterday um, on Lake of the Woods, and we caught fish in 6 to 10 or 12 feet of water, and then we caught a few out in, like, 25 feet of water, but pretty close to spawning areas still. Those neck down, you know, in front of the shallow bays, uh... But not really out on the main lake stuff yet. We, we probably need a few weeks before, you know, those main lake humps and shoals and flats are going to start, you know, attracting the schools of fish, and that's where we're, you know, going to spend most of the summer fishing. But right now, more in the bays. If you know where there's, like, fresh weeds or cabbage that's going to start popping up, that's a magnet right now for the next, you know, into mid-June for, for walleyes and Jigs, jigs are the way to go. Whether you tip them with live bait or just with with plastic, um, that's all I'm using—just jigs and and meat or jigs and plastic.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's been the uh, the ticket down here as well. And uh, you know, until we get significant warm up, which we're starting to see, uh, I would just keep doing that because a, it's fun and it's easy, and, and b, it works.
1: It is, and it, and one jig that I really love that I get it. And it's it's not a jig that I'll use the rest of the summer, but in the in the spring and into June, the Northland Stand Up Fireball jig, and it's probably one that a lot of people don't have in their box. But it's it's kind of got a pointy nose on it, so it goes through the weeds pretty good, and it's and it's got a horizontal line tie, so it swims through the water really nice. And uh, for for pitching shiners around, which is a you know a favorite technique for a lot of us. Uh, this time of year, that jig is the, is designed for doing it. It's it's a great jig and it's it's one that's often overlooked.
0: Okay, um, have you tried the the new uh, uh, Fireball Long Shank?
1: I have, uh, and that also for for fishing with shiners too. Um, you know, it's it's good. It's also really good for we use a lot of the fluke style, you know, middle middle baits, soft plastics. So. Uh, that long shank hunk is, is great because you're, you know, you're going to avoid more of those short striking fish, which is kind of a, a thing that happens, especially this time of year. The fish are a little bit lazy and lethargic, and, uh, but no, that's a great jig. You know, if, if for anyone that's going to, like, the Rainy River next year, I mean, that we're kind of past that bite now, but next spring, if you're going to the Rainy River, that jig with a shiner on it is the way to go, for sure, and down. Um, um best jig you could you could put in your put in your boat
0: so is, is it pretty much walleye and bass for you guys up there or what else might be people be fishing yeah, for
1: uh, we caught a couple of lake trout the other day um they're so they're shallow you know right now they they're a cold water fish and and once we get into summer you know they get out in that 80 100 foot of water and you don't you know they're not as fun to catch but they're pretty aggressive right now in, in shallow water uh crappies are up shallow i caught a few of those the other day some nice big crappies had them for dinner that was fun um you know that's just that's easy too a a little bobber and a small jig with some plastic and pitch it around the reeds uh they're usually pretty easy to catch um and then pike been catching lots of pike just while we do everything Mm -hmm. else yeah it's uh you know, that's pretty standard up here. Muskies don't open until into June for us, so um, that's about it right now. But mostly bass and walleye. Fish is pretty good, and, and you know, after, going for you know, for me it was about six weeks. I hadn't eaten any walleye. I never freeze them. Um, so that's been fun over the past week since I got back from fishing down south is I've, I've had walleyes, I think. I had crappies one night, and I think I've had walleyes two or three nights for dinner, so I've been, I've been eating good.
0: Hey, I tell you what, that's why you fish walleyes, right? Because it is so darn delicious.
1: They are. They uh, They are. They're my favorite, that's for sure.
0: Now, do the guys, those southern guys, do they catch, eat, do they eat their bass? Uh, like, the
1: tournament guys don't, but, sure. but, yeah, a lot of these lakes, people, that's what they eat. I mean, they have trophies down south pretty widespread, but not, you know, not much for walleyes, so... Um no bass are on the menu for for a lot of people. I mean they're they certainly animal. I don't you know we're lucky up here, like they don't compare to a walleye. Right. For sure. So it's uh that's what, you know, we're we're pretty spoiled but um but no, they do they do for sure.
0: Well, you know, um not only do we have walleye but as as you noted we have crappie and we also have bluegill and those three are all really delicious fish, plus perch. Yeah. Perch, too, yeah, and uh, it's funny, I don't,
1: you know, this time of year, we, I don't catch a lot of the, like, bigger perch that you do later in, the, later in the summer and then in the winter. This winter, we caught so many big perch on, on Lake of the Woods, like, it, I mean, we've never caught them like that before, so it's been, uh, been kind of nice, you know, these 12 and 13-inch fish, uh, so pretty awesome.
0: So how long do you get to hang around home before you're back on the road? I am on the road again in like two weeks, and we're going to Lake
1: Guntersville, Alabama. So that's a, uh, probably one of the more famous, you know, bass fishing lakes. Uh, it's in northern Alabama, so you're kind of in the heart of bass country there. And uh, it, it'll be pretty good fishing. I'm looking forward to it. i fished there a few times before, and, uh, you know, so it'll be, it should be pretty fun. All right. But uh, but there and then I'm home for for most of the summer and then we head out to New York for two events in August. One on the St. Lawrence River, so that's going to be uh it'll so be pretty fun and then uh we fish a lake called Cayuga Lake in, Nor- and, you know, just kind of upstate New York uh, last week of August. So I'm going to miss a few of our, you know, tournaments around home, uh, but it's all good.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of competes with the time that they normally have the uh, Rainy River and the Rainy Lake tournaments, right?
1: So, yeah, John. so John Peterson and I are going to be, we're still going to be in for the Fort Francis Canadian Bass Championship. That's at the end of July, but I'm going to miss the International Falls event on the that they have on Rainy Lake uh-huh. uh, late August. And my, my friend Scott Dingwall and I have actually won the tournament the last two years in a row, so he's still going to be there trying to defend the, the title, but uh, but I'm going to miss that one this year. Unfortunately, it's a really really uh, fun event, and I'm I think it's sold out. Like they only allow 60 teams in that one. I think it's sold out. But for anyone that um, that's never fished it before, I mean it's a it's a top notch event. Rainy lakes, beautiful fishing's good. It's a it's a fun one.
0: Well, unfortunately, Scott he has to settle for a, a lesser teammate. I'm guessing.
1: <laughs> we have a friend. uh... Who we always stay with that lives in International Falls, and uh, he likes fishing. He's not as serious about it as we are. Like he doesn't fish the tournament normally, but uh, but he's he's filled in for me before, and uh, you know they'll they'll have a good time, and I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be very competitive. Um, they'll be hard to beat.
0: Well, if they, if they win, are you going to get your spot back? That's the question.
1: I don't know. I guess we'll just have to deal with that uh, when the time comes, but. Um, you know, if it, I'll be hoping for him and cheering for him. and uh, you know, we'll 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 worry about that when the when the time comes.
0: All right, hey, if uh, we want to follow the adventures of Gussie, how can we best uh, keep up with you?
1: Yeah, I'm on all the social media stuff: uh, Instagram and Facebook. Jeff sit on Facebook. Gussie Outdoors on Instagram and Twitter, and then I have a website: uh, Outdoors dot com. This time of year, I probably uh don't keep up with it as well as i should but if you want to contact me you can through my through any of the social media stuff or uh my website and uh yeah if you have questions about fishing or equipment or guide trip uh reach out and i answer all the messages i get so it's uh i'm easy to find
0: all right well gussie uh, we wish you the first of all thanks for being on the show today we wish you the best of luck in the upcoming tournaments mm-hmm. Okay, you guys have a good
1: summer, and uh, I'll look forward to chatting with you again. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
0: Ask the aquatic Biology Time to once again check in with the aquatic biologist, Dr. Andrew Haves, from Bemidji State University's aquatic biology program. This, actually, this question, <laughs> it's a great question, but it sounds like something that would have been asked in, like, my fifth-grade science book. <laughs> How do fish sleep?
2: Well, they don't have pillows and blankets like (laughs) we all do, right? Uh, It's an area of ongoing research for sure. Uh, What is clear is that they do not get into a deep of sleep as we do, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's the different stages and biological organisms go through a lot, at least humans, and uh, one of those was REM, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't get to that point. Okay. So I think the... But they do need to recharge like we all do. I mean, whether there's even debate about why humans sleep, right? Uh, whether it's re- allowing our vision to recover, uh, help with memory, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our, how our neurons are wired and things like that. Some of those things can get established during our sleep. There's some evidence for. So fish need to do some of those things for sure as well, right? And I think the best analogy I can make here is that they... Do it much like a cowboy in an old western with one eye open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so they sleep around the fire and, you know, with that one eye open, always alert for the threats because there are some massive threats out there for those organisms, right? Right. And you could get eaten on a daily basis by something larger than you. So they, uh, whether they're floating up in the water column stationary or whether they find a rock to lean against, Right Or go to a nest, those are the three examples I've read that they can do they're It's about their activity levels, and there are definite cycles in those where there is a down cycle and an up cycle and a recovery period for them. but they're alert enough where if a musky swims by, uh, they can get out of there real quick.
0: okay, they don't close their eyes. I know that no <laughs> no <Nope>. so <clears throat> so when they're quote sleeping unquote. Right. I'm assuming they may be alert because they don't want to get eaten by something. But they're not eating, right? Right. So when when do these sleep when does this sleep occur? We need to know this as anglers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that differs a lot by a fish, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily an eight hour stretch like a human does. Okay. Right. It could just be a short twenty minute rest period. So uh, think about the vast differences in activity levels between perch and walleye, Mm -hmm. right? When you fish for perch, right? During the middle of the day, uh, they're very active at that time of the period. Um, During the middle of the night when they're under threat, maybe they go to the deepest, darkest place they can find, lean against a rock hidden, right, and and wait it out. Whereas that's the time when the walleye is active, right? Because they're better suited. So. There's no one answer for that question because all fish are different, individuals okay. may be even different, but okay. uh, the best that's the best I can do, and other than also allowing you to think about the duration is at a different time scale than what ours would be
0: okay, so it's just kind of guesswork
2: <laughs> don't you know' this, that's this whole show <laughs> right? I know. but I'll just add one word in there educated, guess educated work. guesswork <laughs> right? yeah.
0: So, so, I mean, yeah, we do know that, obviously, walleyes like the low light periods, right? unquestionably. So, and they don't bite in the middle of the day. Pretty good guess that that might be when they're doing a little rest. It
2: could be, yeah, especially when there's somebody like me out there who can't angle as well. As, <laughs> I know there's been representatives at the school that have told me they could go out during the middle of the day in Bemidji and catch a limit in, you know, 40 minutes. Uh-huh. There's no way that's happening for me. Well,
0: <laughs> so. not for me either. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that's always something that's that uh, I always wondered, too. I guess I never thought about it until I saw that question. I said, that is a good question. How do they sleep? Right. And, and, yeah, is there, a, is there a time we just, ah, we're not going to fish for walleyes now. It, well, it like, really is. We really don't know for sure.
2: I like your thought process there on how you're tying that to the angling and our successes. And uh, we know for sure that there are times when fish are more active, in particular the walleye, like I said. If you want to be most successful at angling walleye, you know when to do it. Yeah. Right? low light conditions. Yeah. So you're not going to go fishing at noon in clear water for a walleye. That's right. probably when it's resting and recovering. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, there's been no actual study to f- determine length of time and all that stuff. That's just
2: there's some rec- like I said, it's an area of ongoing research, and there have been scientists that have hooked up machines to monitor brain waves of fish and things like that, and that's how I was clear. And I knew that they don't reach the same level of sleep that we do uh, that was from past literature that i had skimmed through okay so yeah it's a, they're looking into it a lot of people want to learn about this because they want to learn about humans right oh, if yeah. we can understand how these basic organisms are doing it and why it might help us understand why we are okay. so that's there's a lot of research going into it
0: well i i sleep to escape myself that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh, great time right the office yeah
1: sure
0: and day, you know, when you're sleeping and dreaming, you're always catching fish then. <laughs> right. <laughs> like a, that was last night. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Andrew Haves, thanks for your time today as always. Yeah. Thank you. Now we're going fishing for <laughs> Yankee Country.